Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1 Episode 7, it is called The Queen. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, this episode focuses on Ruth and it kind of takes us through a lot of the previous events of the season uh, where we kind of see things from her perspective where she's kind of jumping between various times and obviously answers the cliffhanger from last week and where we're going with that. Joe, what's funny is that it didn't occur to me last week um, like anything. Now, admittedly, when we got to the end of last week's episode, we had no indication that there was a gun involved. But when we got the previously on of this week and we got that story again from Pangborn about how he went to the house and there was like reports of gunfire, I immediately yeah. said, oh, whatever happens at the end of last episode and into this one, that's what the gunfire was with some timey-wimey yeah. elements going back yeah. and forth I, I think what i like most about this episode what it establishes yeah we, we spoke a lot last week about when when she told the story about the chess pieces mm-hmm. and we were like okay so is is she really jumping through time is she experiencing this yeah and this presents it as well, she might be we don't know or for sure. it could or it could just be a symptom of her alzheimer's and this is just her coping mechanism because first, I mean, the first thing I noticed is that the chess pieces don't actually seem like they're actually that reliable. Like she, she'll pick them up and she'll still be in that time period, and then later on, her husband, you know, Henry's father, Matthew, he like speaks to her with knowledge of the future and speaks as if he is just a figment of her imagination. Yeah, that one's the key exception. I think we'll talk about that one separately. Um, but with the chess pieces themselves. I don't think it's as much as, okay, she sees them and then she immediately drags herself out mm. to the, the present day, but it always makes her aware that she's not actually there for real, right? She's yeah. she's suddenly aware that, okay, I'm actually, it's it's actually, you know, this year and I'm just reliving this. Because, there's, yeah, there's several moments where she'll then look at herself and it's still Sissy Spacek typically, there's a couple of moments we see a younger actress playing her, but it kind of, it kind of shifts into her. There's the idea being that, oh, she obviously she didn't look like this at this time period, but from her current perspective, she's always looking like her. Yes. So, so we get to keep Sissy Spacek playing the, 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 the character no matter what time period we're in. It's a clever cheat. It is a bit of a cheat, but at the same time it works because you kind of want the same actress so that it's the same performance and it's, you know... Yeah, because it's notable. There's points where you have, like, you know, young Alan. Yeah, young Alan, young Henry even. Obviously, when he's a kid. You know, he's like, you know, he's like 10. Of course it's yeah, a different actor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but with her, because she's the focal point, you want to keep her there you want that same yeah. actress to, to just deliver that role and there's several points once you get into the rhythm of, the, of it where i was i could predict what scene from earlier in the season we were about to go into yeah. based on where she was you know the one was like uh when she picks up the piece i was like oh she's going to be standing at the fridge this is when she's you know when he says to her you know oh, i've got breakfast mum, or i've got lunch mum, whenever whatever the yeah was. there's the one where um yeah, Henry and Alan are arguing about the signing the stuff, and she yeah. she came in and at the t- and then, yeah the time she goes oh just all the sheets yeah and and we just thought oh she's having a moment right <laughs> yeah and here we we see what that actually was in reference to now there was context for it yes there was blood on the sheets which was seemingly from a previous time when the dog they had when Henry was a kid would bring in dead birds yeah uh, but obviously there's not anything there now. Um, but no, it's it's, inter- it's it's an interesting episode, and I think it sticks out to me. It feels like that episode in the first season, and I'm trying to think of an example of one of these. But there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of shows, especially mystery shows, where they'll have this episode where it doesn't answer a bunch of stuff, but it takes you into a character who's been kind of the weird outlier compared to everyone else, 
and yeah. we see things from their perspective and it adds a new element and a whole new viewpoint a whole new dynamic to the show and what it's doing and it typically ends up being one of the highlights of the season because it does it and especially when it does it in a way where you come out appreciating what it's doing more because you mm. see it from this viewpoint um, and I think it mostly succeeds in that. I think my only real criticism is that I do kind of feel like it's not quite as good as other examples that you can maybe think of. Yeah, I think what what me is, is it doesn't quite have a spark, right? It doesn't have the oh, that's where this is going. Like it it doesn't give you enough no. for the future. Whereas it, it it tells us a lot of recontextualizes a lot of the season so far, but it doesn't give us teases for what's coming next. Not really. It doesn't give a tease for what's coming next. It does add a lot more to the mystery of who the kid is and his connection to things. Because now we've kind of speculated because we know that he's not aged in twenty-seven years. My question then would be: when he's in that trunk, when Pangborn saw him in that trunk, was that after the death of Henry's father? Um, I'm not sure. That's an important question I have because. Everything that he does in this episode with Ruth and the way she sees him, it very much feels, and especially, this is going to sound strange, but when young Wendell explains his video game to her about the, the, the time wreath or whatever the, the, the enemy was, yeah, uh, the idea that, oh, it doesn't die, it just gets a new skin, it just changes its appearance. The rest of the episode very much implies that her husband was in some way evil himself and has somehow transformed into the kid or he's part of the kid the kid is somehow channeling him in some way yeah um and it adds extra elements to that moment she's like oh i, th- I swear i burnt it's, it's funny because we debated a little bit uh that moment where she looks out and sees him standing in the suit and i says you know it's, uh, is she talking about him she thought she buried him in the suit and then you corrected me and said no, she actually said the line father. I was like, okay, fair enough, I didn't remember that. And in this episode, again, you hear the line, oh, your father, she answers that question. But I have to laugh, because given what it's implying now, both are correct. It was. I stand by what I said last week at the time. I was on to something. Said, I didn't know you, what I was on to, but I was on to something. You, you were basically just making an offhand joke, but you kind of hit the nail on the head. Genius, no. But but no, I, I agree with what you're saying about Alan and, and whether or not he, you know, did he see this in the trunk and go and and did he recognise that this was was Matthew in some way and and leave him in there intentionally? And yeah, in some way, not necessarily. I would even say consciously. Like I wouldn't necessarily think he actually saw him and went, "Oh, that's the reincarnation of Ruth's husband, who I thought was an asshole the way he treated yeah, her." Yeah, lock him up. Yeah, lock him <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, and I, yeah, I didn't get that impression, but yeah, like maybe in some sort of deep level, maybe he could sense what he was, and that's why he made the, the absurd call as a sheriff to not arrest this guy who's who's got a, a young yeah, man even in his if trunk. it wasn't so much that you know oh, he he recognised him more, just he got the same sort of feeling that he did. Mm. You know, that when he when he looked at Matthew and and he you know he knew him reasonably well, right? He, he had to have done. Yeah, you see him at church when he's giving his, his sermon, and you see. Uh, of course, a lot more of 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 uh, you know the father and because uh, it, it felt because obviously from Henry's perspective, we got that he didn't like him as a kid, and we get that through Molly's you know feelings about the matter and how she's kind of conveying that. But I, I think what's interesting about this one is it does seem like he was actually quite awful before he died, and no one seems to remember it. No one seems to remember this specifically, Henry especially. But it seems like no, he was taking him out there, and he you know there's a scene where he takes him out and he. he he basically talks about how he's trying to commit suicide, and then he heard the voice of God, 
and he wants Henry to see if he can hear it. And then eventually, you know, Henry says, "No, I did hear it." I'm not just saying that to, you know, just because so, that's and, what he wants to hear. I heard. And we it. know that's true because he has been hearing the the, the noise that, he, yeah. that you know the, the same thing that, that Matthew believes is the voice of God. Yeah, and of course, some of the fun that comes from all this is that in the present day stuff, where you know she makes the choice um to stay clear you know from the conversation with wendell she starts throwing it all her medication and that's kind of what we we didn't know that's what she was doing last episode but that's what she was doing when she spilled the pills and yeah. the kid comes in and she sees her husband first then it switches to the kid and throughout this main present day part of the episode where we keep coming back to she's very aware that she's in danger she, she knows she's in danger in some way and he's putting on the old music he's you know wearing his clothes uh, and it kind of suddenly makes sense why he was so obsessed with watching the tapes last week or the last couple of weeks and why he was obsessed with looking at the various things around the house and he dances with her but she's, she knows she's in danger so she tries to get the gun and she can't find the bullets or oh, they're in the safe we, you know, it, but I like how we find elements out, out of this in different timelines like oh, she, yeah. from this part of the history she hears it from the husband and then she asks him what's the combination to the safe and she can't think of where the bullets are they're not in the safe crap where are they and it's like oh no that dog that you made or pangborn had to kill that you know he's been digging up repeatedly in the back it's that suitcase you were going to run away in because yeah. pangborn asked you to run away with them um and then she finds the, the bullets and it all comes down to this sad ending where you know it's not him she's shot when the door opens and you hear the gunshot she's like shit oh, that's pangborn that this is this is the end of last week when he ran in the house this is where this yeah. is his search for her and she sees him and when she comes out the next morning and the, the Max Richter music starts playing, which um, I recognised immediately because I like that track and it was using Arrival, which I think is very funny given what the plot of Arrival is. Um, I won't yeah. spoil it, just in case you've not seen that movie. Let's just say there's a lot of parallels to this episode of Castle yep. Rock. Uh, so I don't know if that was even an intentional little wink, wink in the choice of music. Uh, it could have been, yeah. Uh but she she walks over to the house and she gets us and she's getting herself ready as if nothing's happened, and I went, oh, this is going to be when he came back after those years for the first time because at the start of the episode he neatly it's when she's he's bringing her back from the hospital, and he says, Do you remember what you said to me when I came back to your door after all those years, those fourteen years away? And she's like, yeah, I asked you not to leave, and he's like, see, it's all up there, you knew it all. So it reminded reminds us of that moment. And at the end yeah. of the episode, she opens the door and he's there, and it's that moment where she asks him not to leave after she's just killed him, and she knows she's just killed him. Yeah, and it's, like, it's 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 tragic. Yeah, it's great. This is this is good stuff. Um, it's it's got some elements of some different things. One of my favorite episodes of Fringe is an episode called uh, White Chillup, which is fantastic. There's a slight element of this and that I can kind of sense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just just in the way that it kind of plays with uh, time, but the character already knew something and it kind of adds a new context to it like just yeah playing with that stuff uh so it was very effective in that and the ending was quite kind of beautiful and because of that it just you know if, if you weren't really here maybe into the 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 idea of what the episode was doing structurally with the mm. different time periods and jumping around this moment makes it all worth it yeah that, it's, it's like this is why this, this, yeah this is why they did this yeah i mean don't worry it's fun up until that point because you're discovering all these various things in yeah. different times um, but no there's a lot of really interesting and again like I say all the stuff that's in play with his father that he was actually off his rocker before his death like there's you know he, he was essentially constantly wary of the kid and uh, say the kid sorry <laughs> I should say Henry he's constantly wary of Henry and making him pray and being suspicious of him and wanting him to like come out and you know 
fight. And it does actually add some credence to, like, we speculated last week. Did he, like, pick Henry when they were adopting someone? Did he specifically go out of his way to get Henry because of where he came from, because of who his parents mm-hmm. were? Possible. Like, it's I possible, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do as well that, you know, this this is the kid's vengeance, right, on, on, on Alan. Because... That that was his his whole mm. thing uh, last week was you know he, he sent him on the wild goose chase to do all the stuff yeah you know, with the promise that he was gonna you know fix Ruth and then you know he gets back and he's he's terrified and this is you know presumably the, the kid's influence again you know we keep having to, to to bring that up all season yeah and I'd say this is this is his I think this is the first time it's felt really intentional and vindictive yeah here's a question though so he has an influence on him. I'm getting the impression he doesn't have the same influence on her. I feel like her side of it, where she's there for the gun, like, he had to sort of set that up differently from her. Because I think with everyone else, he can just kind of influence them and make them do things. I she feel, kind of, he had to kind of talk her into it. He had to manipulate her in a, in a traditional way, almost. To, yeah, I think he has place. some influence in that I think he kind of influenced what, what she was seeing when the door opened. Okay. A little bit, not not as much as everyone else, though. Whereas everyone else yeah. has a lot more control, it seems. And I wonder if it's because of the close connection, or is it because of her condition that he just can't influence in the same I, way? I'm I'm inclined to say the condition. I think her not really being in sync with reality makes it hard to yeah get a hold get of a her. grasp. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, because there's, there's lots of little tidbits, there's a lot of nice little transitions between the various time periods. There's one where she walks out of the sheriff's office and she's in her kitchen, and it's, it's like a dream yeah. almost, where she just sort of walks into her kitchen. Yeah, um, it'll uh, look good though. It, to, to its credit, it, it it never feels confusing. I don't think like it has a really nice through line. That keeps no, it you always knew where you were. Um, you know, if you were ever confused, you, you know there was okay. Suddenly there's a chess piece. You go okay, I'm in a past thing, right? And even if it was only like slightly in the past, there was still a, you know the, the chess piece. So you knew, okay, this isn't present day. Yeah, because the the first like I say twenty minutes of the episode, I'd say that most of the stuff that was happening wasn't so much that we were following her into the past. We were just seeing the the context of what she was doing in the previous instances where she seemed like she was being crazy or she was saying something yeah. random. Um, and it wasn't until we got back to dealing with the events at the end of last episode and what actually happened when the kid arrived home that's that's when it really started to be her you know going into the past and like learning yeah. things from the past and using that and, in the present day and and let's say i love the thing i love most is it doesn't take away any ambiguity uh, you know it, that it's still there as to whether or not she really is in the past or because everything she learns in the past is things she already knew. It's well, just remembering. Well, that's why we have to talk about uh, the husband talking as if he he knows they're in the past, and like you know, you won't get this answer out of me because you didn't know that, and therefore I can't tell you that. And he knowingly he knows that he's essentially not really just a memory, which implies that she's not actually traveling through time. That implies that it is all just in her head. It does imply that, yeah, because or or at least that instance or that version of what she's witnessing because he he acknowledges that no i'm just i'm just a part of your reality you know i he, well, he acknowledges that he's not real what if it's like um what if it's a bit more like westworld where it's not that she can travel through time she's just she can basically replay time in her mind she can she can witness it and she can she can be aware of everything that was going on but she can't actually 
if she tries to interact with it, she'll get nothing new yeah. out of it. I like that she gets different angles on things, right? It's mm. not just, she's not, you know, Westworld, they relive it as themselves, right? Yeah. Whereas here, she is an additional person a lot of the time. Yeah, and there's times when her younger version almost can sense that she's there. Yeah, there's the time in the bed where uh, she's doing the learning the magic tricks. Yes. And she looks right at her, and she knows. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's where I'm going. Okay, is this real? Is this playing back into you know the same thing we were talking about with Henry and and that scene from last week and then at the start. Yeah. On the by the lake, I'm like, okay, may, maybe something's really going on here. It doesn't. I, I do get the impression though you can't affect the past too much. It's more like you can visit it and get new information from it, but I don't think she can interact much with it. No, I agree. I agree. I think it is just about reliving and, and what she can learn from things that maybe, you know, she already knew but has to remember. Um, but I think it, I think the key will be, can she learn to control it? Or is it just random? Because mm. right now, it's not... She, the most control she has is becoming aware that it's that it's the past right and is this the schisma is she like tapping into the schisma and it's like you know do, doing the, it's obviously it's all related to her life and what she's been through but it's like yeah. try to realign things and obviously that again brings up the question like if it's possible past and possible presence can, can we be misdirected at some point with our you know the wrong past the one that's yeah. not actually applicable to what's going on and, and then it, and it all comes back to okay the gunshots did those echo through time and then you know that's yeah, what it was called that's 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 the evidence to say that there is actually some sort of travel happening because but it's because the, the thing though she shoots them in present day but there's reports of them in the past not from her from someone else a neighbor well what i want to say is allegedly alan later in the scene admits you know what i, I kind of came back here just for you right so what's to say that there actually was reports of gunshots because he it wasn't like an official report it's just like oh someone phoned me to say oh, no, that. i think this, uh, this is a no, i think this is a bullshit way of thinking about it because when he talks to henry he's got no reason to lie about that okay that's fair uh, uh no i think there was gunshot reports um i don't think that's just a, like a, a weird red herring of thinking i feel like that's deliberate setup so that you know that there's some sort of gunshots like no no you're right i'm, I'm overlooking him telling henry as well yeah he does tell Henry that in a previous scene. He 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 could have just said, "Oh, he came back and went to talk to her," but he specifically points out there's a weird circumstance where there was gunshots. No, no, point. you're right. I, I'm I'm overlooking yeah. the, the the fact that he told Henry. So, um, but of course, uh, what well, you know, it could be just okay, a car backfired and someone thought it was a gunshot, and and reported it. I don't think so. I, I I don't think the episode sets it up or the show sets it up this way and doesn't have the payoff of no those gunshots were the gunshots that were fired. I don't know because I like I like that it's ambiguous and you can explain it another way. I don't want them to definitively tell me. I mean, it just depends how they do it. I I, I wouldn't def- I wouldn't put, put I, my I foot think down and say no. Point, this will definitely be bad if they tell me. No, I'm just saying. Okay, at this point, it's it's an anthology now. We officially we know that. So this story has three episodes to go yes i think there's a lot to explain if they're going to give definitive answers i like the ambiguity and i think that i think it's stronger to leave that things like you know we we had um ruth tell molly that okay she saw her in that in the room that night she knows what she did 
Yeah, because uh, it's worth mentioning that's the only link to what's going on with Henry right now is she comes over at the house looking for Henry because she can sense that he's lost and something bad might be happening. And that, of course, is him in the woods, possibly in the chamber that we got yeah. last episode. So that's a link to that stuff. With Henry, yes. We know we know something's happening with Henry. I don't, I don't know what, what what's going on with Ruth. But we, we know she fires a gun in present day. And we know those reports of gunfire in the past. Now, yeah, you, you could sit here and say, oh, maybe it was some other things that caused those gunshots. To me, what more interesting to talk about is, no, the gun is rippling through time. And if it is rippling through time, like, other people heard that. What, why did that get heard when nothing else seems to be transferring for anyone else? Oh, that's fair. Um, I, I would argue, then, if, 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 you know, going with, okay, it is rippling through time, we know the schisma is trying to fix something yeah it's it's trying to reconcile events and last week we were there you know i I said okay what was a a big enough event and you thought oh maybe it's just you know little things it's doing it constantly what what if this shooting is what it's trying to fix like you know maybe this wasn't supposed to happen this way because she you know she saw it differently right you know she didn't really uh, she didn't see who she was shooting at first yeah, I mean, it could just simply be that the kid, whatever he's affecting, is changing things that weren't supposed to change. Yeah. And Schisma's trying to, like, you know, change realign. Almost. Yeah, realign the time to make it make sense. Yeah. Um, or, or how about this? What if what she's going through is altering the way things play out because she is getting information from different timelines and the Schisma's almost reacting to her? Because she, she's making decisions based on knowledge she shouldn't have or. Or whatever, right? So the schisma's like, wait, this shouldn't be happening this way because I, I say that as if the schisma's a thinking, you know, being that is actually making choices. But you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like th- things aren't lining up the way they should because she's got extra information or extra awareness she shouldn't have, despite the fact that she otherwise doesn't have a lot of normal awareness that everyone else does. Yeah. And the schisma's trying to make sense of that almost, and that's what's causing uh, the ringing, and that's what's causing everything else trying to like make sense of it. Could be, uh, could be, because I think we, we 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 last week we were constantly saying, okay, what happened that it was trying to fix, right? That that was the thing, and because we were like, okay, well they were hearing the ringing in the past, so we're assuming something happened in the past. But if it is this ripple, it could be something in the future that it's trying to fix, and they're just hearing the ringing from the future. Yeah. So because um, well, it, it, maybe maybe that's just the start. Maybe whatever it is actually hasn't happened yet, and we haven't seen it yet. It'll uh, be again, you know, the end of the season. But again, that's going with the idea that there's one specific thing, and I'm not convinced it is. I'm uh, yeah. like I, I do still think there's a chance where it's just always trying to fix thing different things. It could depe- well be, yeah, depending on different timelines doing things that it is. But like I said, something I hadn't considered last week is uh, you know uh, what happened. If if it is one thing, maybe we haven't seen it yet, and it's rippling backwards to them. In, yeah, in that's the... very possible. I could see that being a thing. Um, and then, I mean, if if she isn't actually experiencing anything weird, I guess thematically you could say that it's like a normal representation of what's actually happening with the rest of the universe and what Henry's kind of starting to tap into. Yeah. And he can maybe understand their mother's illness um, in, in some way. Given they're both like closely linked, though, to, you know, to his father, I, I'm inclined to think that you know, he, he like almost like in some way is what caused her illness. Like, let's say her illness isn't just because because even the doctor says this is not something we can diagnose right now. We diagnose this typically. We can make a best guess, but we don't diagnose Alzheimer's until afterwards, until after you've yeah. died. And what if like be- being close to both Henry and specifically his father, 
in some way actually caused this because of what he was tapping into. And this... Are you thinking in the same way that the kid caused cancer in that guy? Ah, oh, maybe, yeah. And, you know, if there's an element of, of him in there. Well, it's actually a side effect because of who she's been close to. Not so much Henry, yeah. I don't think. Probably more likely the father and what he was messing yeah. with. Because he's obviously very clearly... Because, you know, when, when she says she's going to leave him, he's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's just, he's basically very... You know, it feels like she's kind of trapped with him. Um, yeah. And even though there was some sketchy stuff, like why is he taking Henry out in the middle of the night? I don't think we've had such a clear idea of he is this awful. He is this... Vin- you know, not, well, vindictive is not the right word, but he's this much of a... Uh, dominant presence in their life mm. until this t- until this episode. So oh, definitely. Uh, but that's interesting. It's, uh, much of it's interesting. This yeah. uh, very good episode. Yeah, that's opened a lot of doors. Uh, arguably, it's the most fascinating episode we've had thus far. Yeah. Um, and it does make, mean the cliffhanger from last week. Well, no, no, obviously it answers the cliffhanger from the end of last week. But in terms of uh, Henry's cliffhanger of being in the chamber, it lets it leaves us lingering on that for another week to come back to and. Yeah. see what's going on there smart I feel, again that's something that a lot of these shows do like once a season right is mm-hmm. a oh you you make them wait that extra little bit of time yeah you have to get back to the main plot no this didn't feel because this is the sort of thing where ruth has very much been a side character to the main plot throughout the whole yes. season till this point but she's had all these weird little moments and then this came in and said okay here's what was happening with her here's what she's going through yeah um and what, what about the fallout from this the, the, the fallout of pineborn being shot by her hand um, is this what they it's like, okay she has to go to a hospital now she cannot be left on a, in a house in, in civilization yeah, you know because yeah, exactly. they'll see this as an outburst they'll see this as uh, and maybe it is <laughs> you know we, we, we can't definitively say yeah she was doing the right thing uh, but yeah but like you say if this is intentional from the kid it does feel like vengeance on it both does of them. And it's like uh, maybe on both of them but I feel uh, it, it, you know both of them, if you take in the into account the, the the Matthew being part of the kids stuff, but I do feel like it's it's much more against against Pangborn as in no, you left me in that trunk, right? You left me in in, in that car. Yeah, I, I, you're you're gonna get it for that. Yeah. Um, but no, so curious to see the reactions to this, uh, especially if Henry gets back to to town next episode yeah. and see how he he reacts. Um, and it makes me wonder actually we've talked a lot about how Molly will help understand the kid I wonder if she'll also help understand Ruth at some point yeah maybe like do they use her to try and like sort of filter out and decode her 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 brain in a way yeah yeah I can see that like getting the important message across through that yeah that makes um, sense curious uh, but no, and it makes me wonder as well if this if this is really Henry's father who's like in, inside the kid, like that adds implications as to why the Warren said find Henry. It also adds implications if so if the kid can make people do things, can Henry? And that ties back into did Henry make Molly subconsciously somehow kill his father? Yeah, yeah, and I think we also have to question you know if it is you know Matthew in there at all or. Does does the kid being some sort of entity, just a, a, able to have knowledge of things that you know, we we assume he wouldn't. Mm. It also it also add up to why Molly all of a sudden is seeing ghost uh, bandaged up Reverend Matthew around. Yeah. You know that's why she's feeling that presence again is because the kid's around and he's what's bringing that out. 
Um, Interesting stuff. So, no, a lot, lot, lot to chew on in this episode. And no doubt there's some more details that we have missed, so by all means, please uh, do fill us in with any more in the comments, like and subscribe, all that stuff. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Keep all the reviews going and um, just, you know, feel fuzzy inside because you're helping us out. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? Music